0: I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode.
1: Need help creating the online business you've been dreaming about? Well, it's a good thing you're here because that's exactly what we're going to help you with. Hi, I'm Sarah Jansel, a friend and colleague of Sylvie's. I have over 20 years helping build and grow businesses, and today I help people do that on Shopify. If you want to build an online store, redesign one you have, set up email marketing, or just need some coaching or custom work, we can help you with that. Our goal is to help you sell more of the amazing products and services that you want to share with the world. I believe the world would be a better place if more people could build awesome businesses they love. So to help you get started with yours today, you're going to save $150 off a new store or a redesigned store. It's available for a limited time only. And all you have to do to take advantage of this is pop over to www com slash services. That's J-A-N-S-E-L-A-N-D.co slash services. And let us know you heard this amazing podcast to get your quote at $150 off today.
0: All right. Welcome back to another episode of Secrets and Saddle All Things Cycling podcast with your host, Sylvie Dao. And <clears throat> I just met this amazing woman, Donna Gatz. I hope it's Gatz. Is that it? awesome, <laughs> on a woman's gravel page. And so what I don't even know, I think she commented on something that I looked at her page. And I'm like, Oh, my God, she's a BMXer. And I'm like, I don't have any BMXers in here. And then I was talking to her. and She's like, Yeah, you know, I you know, I just made it into world's amateurs. And, and I was just like, what? like, and she's like, I'm 60. I'm like, Oh, my God, girl, you need to be on my podcast. So Welcome, Donna. She also promised. She said she has this. I said I need to have you on the podcast before you get all famous. And she's, like, <laughs> and she's like, well, I got a famous story. So welcome, Donna, to the podcast. I'm so, I'm. I can't wait to get to know you.
2: Thank you. Know? you. It's really fun to be here. And actually, this is my first podcast interview, so there you go. It'll be one of many, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so Donna. So Donna, like you said, she's a BMXer. She's six years old. She's going to give us her story because um, I, abs- I I am inspired by women like you. Uh, I have a friend, Patty. She's 65 and she just rips up the mountain and cyclocross courses like there's nobody's business. Uh, she does have a background of sport, however, but still she's 65 and she's still ripping it up. I'm like, if i could keep myself going to be like that at 65 like you ladies i mean i think i did something good in my 50s right <laughs> that's that's kind of how it works yeah <laughs> yeah so so donna my first question is and only question is how did you get into cycling and how did it like how did you gravitate towards bmx
2: of um, all sport I know. Honestly, if you were to ask me if I was going to do BMX even five years ago, I would have said no. That's not going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. I didn't even know what BMX racing was. But you know, as a kid, we always had bicycles, and and that was just one of the recreational things. We had a big family, and mom and dad were like, "Get outside!" So you know, you hop on your bike and do something. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I didn't really get into cycling, cycling until I was an adult. And you know, I was on my own after a marriage, and I thought, you know, I want to get something for myself that It's going to make me feel good. So I bought a bike. I bought this uh, Marin Novato. I still have it, actually. It's a 16-year-old bike. It's my commuter. Amazing. Hybrid, which really isn't hybrid. But, um, yeah, so I used that, and I became a bicycle commuter. I was a bicycle commuter for about six years. It wasn't really that far. I was like eight miles to work. Um, But, um, yeah, so I I just started doing that, and then I started seeing stuff about bicycle touring. I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, that's kind of cool. So I put some racks on my bike, and... Did uh, did a couple of tours. I did a little week-long one down to San Diego. It was about a 300-mile one. You know, did the whole tenting thing and all. And and, and really, it was all about, I wonder if I can do this. It's all about, can I accomplish this? And so, you know, you do the research, you figure it out, you do it, and you're like, bam, what's next? So, Uh um, yeah, so I was a bicycle commuter. And actually, I was such a bicycle commuter that at one point, um, after about five years, I sold my car. And said I'm going to go hardcore on this. Um, so I sold my car. And I was car free for about two years relying on, you know, mm-hmm. our really kind of crummy <laughs> transportation system in LA. And, um, and bicycle commuting, which was it was actually a real blast. So I did that for about two and a half years, and then um, ended up getting back into um, uh, cars, I, you know, I got a motorcycle. <laughs> stuff. but then. Um, <laughs> I learned about mountain biking, and I thought, oh, mm-hmm. that looks kind of cool. I wonder if I can do that. So I got a mountain bike, and um, we actually have a really cool uh, group out here, uh, Girls Gone Riding. Um, oh. Wendy Engelberg is actually, uh, Wendy Engelberg is the uh, founder of this, and there are now chapters uh, throughout uh, California, Arizona. I think there's 11 chapters, most of which are in California, but um She's been a phenomenal force with uh, women's mountain biking, just getting more women into the sport. So yeah. I went and I joined them and, you know, you go out on group rides, no drop rides, and it's a fantastic experience. So um, I did get into a race there. I was DFL. I'm sure you know what that means. Um, and so That's I, okay. I thought, well, for
0: those <laughs> of our listeners who don't know what DFL means, as it did not finish, yeah. DNF.
2: Yeah, that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. So I thought, so I thought, well, okay, maybe mountain bike racing isn't for me. I have a really competitive spirit. You know, I was competitive in beach volleyball for years. And I thought, you know, I really need to do something competitive. And so um, I thought maybe if I go to a pump track, I'll be better at mountain biking. So I did a Google search for mountain bike, you know, for uh pump tracks and it came up with bellflower BMX. And I'm looking at the Google map going, that is not a pump track. You know, it goes from one end to the other, but I thought I will go and figure out what this is. And I saw what these people were doing and I loved it immediately. I sat in the stands because I was too afraid because there's berms and there's jumps and stuff. And I see little kids going on. it. <laughs> yeah, you're like going to fall over. But yeah. I. The first time I got on the track in the beginner clinic, I was like, I have to get a bike. Went to the bike shop. Um, and they set me up with a bike. I have, that's my race bike right there. That's Pippi Longshot. Uh, <laughs> Love it. It's an SE, 2018 S18, uh, SE uh, Flivel Flyer. Um, pretty much a stock bike. I've only changed a couple of components on it. But uh, yeah, that's that's my race bike that's been with me ever since I started in 2018. So yeah. Um, and I've got to give a shout out too, to our, our local track, which is Bellflower BMX, because they they started the track over 20 years ago. Joe Wassenauer um found out that there was some land available at this sports park. And so he decided to hook up with the local bike shop, which was run by a guy named Jeff. He um said, Yeah, let's go ahead and support you. So he built this track and then he decided to do something else. So his brother, Jeff Wassenauer, who is currently one of the big guys there. He's our gate dropper and everything. He said, yeah, let's do this. He pulled in Tammy Estep to be the track operator. And they have been running this thing flawlessly with our group of volunteers. Wow. And we've got a wonderful support system there. You've got to have people that run the track with you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Tammy, Jeff, we've got Jim, we've got Eliana, we've got Erica, all these people who have um, joined Jeff just to keep BMX in our area, um, because you know when you have when you're talking about a land lease, you're talking about there's going to be politics involved, and you've got to know how to prove that you're running this track to keep it open. So, um, got to give a shout out to those guys. But yeah, wow. BMX has been a huge part of me since 2018, and um, I started racing. Let's like say I started actually on the track in June of 2018. I did my first local race. Um, about a month later, and then a, m- a month after that, they were saying, you know, there's other races you can do. There's state, there's gold cup, and there's nationals. <laughs> so, and me, I didn't know like how big nationals really were. Yeah. You know, people come from different states, obviously. So yeah, and I just, I went and just did all these things, just like, can I do it, can I do it? And um, it, it was an amazing experience. Um, then about probably a year after that, I was in kind of a bad crash and I was out for a year. Oh and wow. That's... Yeah, I ended up it stuff happens. You know, BMX, you get in the gate and stuff is going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. So um, What kind of crash? Did what do you I have? remember? Well, I don't oh, really what you, remember what
0: you remember. I don't oh remember it that
2: well. <laughs> I remember that wow. I remember that there were two guys and two gals, and the two guys were way ahead of us because sometimes you get a mixed mm. um, moto. Mm-hmm. And you don't know if you're gonna be racing with guys in our division, but so we let the guys go, and me and this gal were racing, and I don't even remember who she was, but she was ahead of me, and I saw that she was losing control in the rhythm section, and I thought, you know, the rhythm section goes like this. Oh, was that
0: those little bumpy yes. things? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's where you don't I want could... to crash. But yeah, yeah. I saw
2: her losing control. She went to the right, and I thought, oh, I'll just go around her, and then she came back. <laughs> <laughs> and so I ran over her. It was bad, but I ended up breaking my ribs <clears throat> and tearing my shoulder and ripped her to bicep, so between all the surgeries it took a while to get back in it but um
1: and a lot of people like
2: at the time I was 57 and people were like yeah maybe you shouldn't do it and I thought no I need to see if I can do this again because it's it's really just so much fun even if you decide not to race because we have plenty of women who go out and they don't race but they just get on the track because it's fun it's so much fun and uh yeah so I got back out there um Ended up uh actually my recovery was during the f- beginning of COVID. So the tracks You're were like, shut down anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um it's it's been kind of a kind of a wild ride. You know, I've had the opportunity to um train with uh, some of the best people at our track. We have Robert de Vilde, who is uh he was a Dutch champion, European champion, world champion, Olympian, and he happens to be. Our, at our track, so I started training with him just about four months ago, and um, all the other guys. We have Joe Blatchford; he's one of our uh, coaches for the beginning. Uh, my original coach was Mark Eastep, which is our track operator's son. So I've had all these people just by the luck of being at this one track who have helped me improve my skills. Oh, and, for sure. Okay, yeah, and you mm-hmm. know, you know, as a gravel rider that. You can try to do it on your own and hope you do better. But once you have guidance and, you know, professional input, it just makes you that much better.
0: Yeah, so I'm just getting into better. gravel. So I get that. But I've gone through that with road and yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I need to find far. people to ride with. That's, that's- my thing now
2: that can be the tough part too and yeah. that's kind of what made me gravitate more toward BMX than mountain biking because with mountain biking <clears> you know <throat> my local trails that's fine it's a small area and you know you can't get lost and if you get injured there's the rangers right there um, otherwise you need to find a group or at least somebody else who wants to go on that trail at the same yeah. time on the same mm-hmm. day whereas with BMX the track is open you've got tens or hundreds of people there at the same time yeah and it's, you know, you get on the track for a minute, and you're done. <laughs> then you go back yeah. up. That's what makes <laughs> you know. it more appealing to me. <laughs> like, I'm not well, out there for three hours.
0: I, yeah, oh my God, two hours. I went there, I, I took the kids a couple times to pump tracks, like, uh, over COVID, because, you know, we are just, like, driving around looking for something to do. And uh, and so we we didn't have, we had one BMX, but we had mountain bikes, and and we just, like, play around on it. It was so much fun was yeah. fine. And you got a good point there. You know, you show up when, you know, everybody's around and you can always get like good feedback or instruction from someone. That's yeah. around.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's pretty vital because
1: mm. you know,
2: you can get a book. I have books about BMX and it says, you know, <laughs> do this, but unless you have somebody giving you feedback, you're not going <laughs> to yeah, i am my GoPro and and film myself and say, "Oh, I did this right." Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: that's that's a really good point too because it's great yeah. to read I've got lots of books too. You know, how to get faster, how to this, how to that. You just like <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? I could just pay somebody a little bit more and get some like personalized instruction on what exactly. I need. <laughs> you know, like yeah. instead of picking through like what I think I might need. And uh, so being a coach myself, it's, you know, I, I highly recommend it.
2: <laughs> yeah, like because, a coach. Well, yeah, you have the, the ability and you have the knowledge to mm-hmm. give personalized instruction, you know, and that's yeah. where it comes for me when, uh, when Robert is coaching me and I'm sitting in the gate and he'll stand right in front of me and say, you know, do this. He'll give me that one focus for that one lap. And that's vital. You know, everything mm-hmm. else is gone. He says, don't worry about the people around you. Um, I don't know if you've seen a BMX race, but everybody yeah. is in the gate. There's eight people yeah. in the gate and you're in close proximity. Yeah. And that can be really intimidating. Uh-huh. Um, but his thing is, you know, focus on your race. You know, it's your race. You follow your line and do this one thing that I'm telling you to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So that that's very um, that's very key because when it comes down to those big races, you want to be able to say, I've got it all together and it just is going to work. Yeah. So, yeah. But
0: um, yeah. Yeah. Like you're saying, like it's like it's like a road race too. you know, when you're you're getting there for the first time. I'll just talk crits are easy. So it's it's kind of like a a BMX, right? Because you're just keep going around and around. But yours is like one track and you're done. But uh, it is it's totally intimidation. And and I've and uh, when I used to be get coached, you know, it'd be like, okay, this race, this is your focus. Like you're gonna try this, you're gonna try and that, and that's it. Like whether you're finished or not, that's what you're gonna be working on. And you save the big stuff for the the A race, like the the one that counts the most, but you're trying different strategy. You gotta find find out what works.
2: Oh, exactly. And I, yeah. I actually had to um, ask my coach uh, last week because Worlds is in France uh, toward the middle-ish end-ish of Ju- July.
0: Yeah, yeah. But the week
2: before is a national in Vegas. And I love Vegas because it's a short track. And I'm a sprinter.
1: Um, oh. Worlds is
2: going to be longer. And it's, you know, you think it's not that long because you're on the track for less than a minute anyways. But if you have to go 20 more seconds, your legs might or might not agree with that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I had said, you know, should I do Vegas? And his question, every time I ask him a question, his, his response is, why? Because you better have a good reason. And otherwise, <laughs> it's ask, which is really good, you know, and he goes, why do you want to do Vegas? And I said, I just want to try some of the stuff that you've been coaching me on. Because some of this stuff, you know, it can be kind of aggressive. And I don't want to scare the local people who, you know, they're taking the same sessions I am, but we also mm-hmm. don't want to knock each other off the track. Right. And, so and I haven't raced nationals a lot because when I started this year, the BMX um, competition year goes from January 1st to December 15th, <laughs> and so you have all this time. I know what is that season, your season? Right? Seriously, that is the season. <laughs> I know you got 15 days off. My gosh, but they have a lot of. Um, well, you pick and choose what you want to race. Yeah, course. I know,
0: I know, but like you do do everything it too. like local
2: races, state races, gold <laughs> cup, and nationals. There's dozens of national races in every state that you can do. Right. So. Um, but when I started the year, I kind of thought, you know, I'm going to go for a national number um, or a NAG number, national age group, because I race 56 and over. And the big thing is you, you go to the right races, you mm-hmm. race the right people, mm-hmm. and you get the right points. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. how it works. You know, you mm-hmm. pass out that money for that reason. So when I started the year, I thought I'll do that. And I thought I'm still gonna try to qualify for Worlds, but it's kind of like, yeah, I probably won't because there's so many women out there that are faster than me because it's 40 and over for for Worlds. So I have the age group is much greater. Wow. So I started accumulating my national points um, because everyone wants to be NAG 1, um, but they give plates from NAG 1 to NAG 10. So it's kind of like, yeah, whatever. But then I went to the qualifier and I qualified, and I only because and this is the caveat for that, not everybody's going to go to France. Okay. It's not in the budget and it's not, you know, it's the expense. It's it's an yeah. expensive sport when you get to that point. So I did qualify. And then suddenly, of course, my mindset shifted to oh my god, I have to raise these aggressive European women now. Well, that's <laughs> the thing, right?
0: This yeah. is totally different. Like if it you is. talk to cyclists who yeah. go from Canada to United States, to the, to UK, like, or to Europe. Totally like It's like night and day. Yeah. yeah. Do Vegas. And that's, why, and,
2: that's exact, <laughs> and that's and see, that was the thing. He said, why do you want to do this? I said, I've got to try some of the stuff that you've been coaching me on. Mm-hmm. Plus I love short track. I said, I Vegas is so close for me. I don't have to fly. I can drive. And so it's one of the less expensive, um, uh, nationals to do yeah so he said okay he goes are you planning to be really careful so you don't get hurt because of worlds being the next week and i said well not exactly i said because if i'm going to try what you've told me then why would i go (laughs) he goes okay go ahead and do it because he said if you were going to do it and try not to get hurt i would tell you not to do it so we were on the the same mindset was just try this stuff you know it's not even about the points at this point because you know, the, the expense of going to Worlds is like going to three nationals in the U.S. So my season is pretty much over after Worlds until I go to Grands. Um, so it's it's going to be kind of a, a crazy, hectic July, but it'll also kind of push me to uh, improve and see what I've been able to accomplish in the short time I've been training with Robert. So yeah. um yeah, because he's really been pushing me and saying, you know, you've you've got to learn how to do this because that's what you're going to see in France. You know, these women are no joke. Yeah. They are going to do stuff and you just have to get used to it. That's exactly it. I, you, get like that. you get the elbow. You get the elbow. You're going to have to ride limit. like this, Donna. Exactly. And that's what he was saying. He said, you know, there's a saying and it's, if you're not rubbing, you're not racing. Oh so, Jesus. And I don't like that. Because I'll tell you what, in 56 and over, most of the women are kind of like when we pass each other, like, excuse me, I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead, go, go, you go. You're faster than <laughs> me. We'll be on the berm. And it's like, oh bye, bye, Suzanne. And so but now he's kind of like, no, you gotta get, you know, you can't do that.
0: This is so, worlds.
2: Right. This like, is worlds. And these people are are not kidding. And he mm-hmm. said, You gotta get used to it. Because these gals are used to going down this huge super cross starting gate. And I'm like, Yeah, okay, well we'll see what happens. So, yeah, but, um, but I'll tell you what, uh, what happened last year though, which was a surprise to me. Um, we have a, is this your famous story? It is my famous story. All right. Let's hear it. So last year, um, we have a grand national, which is like the super bowl of BMX in November. It's Thanksgiving week. And we, uh, it was my first. Is, Is this in California? No this is actually it, it's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So Oklahoma. you have thousands of people from across the US going to Tulsa for the grand Nationals. and okay. everybody wants to be number one. Everybody wants to win that race and get that seven foot trophy and everything. Wow. And I'm thinking, you know, okay, it's my first grands. I just want to get around this track because it's it's technical. It's a technical track, and if you're not used to being sent in the air, then you can go flying and crash and whatever. So, um, I did end up winning grands. There was a little, <laughs> tussle. no, there was a tussle in the first turn with some other women. So I snuck down and went low and got
0: Oh, it. cool. And then took, they took so, all themselves out. So it was just you on the no, track? No, kind of they
2: almost did. <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, okay. I'm just going to keep going. And I'm riding. And I'm thinking, okay, they're going to pass me pretty soon. I'm just waiting. You're like, just keep going. Just, I'm in the front. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I ended up winning grands. And when I came back, I went to another local track. Um, I'm lucky enough to live in just the right spot where within two hours of me, there are at least seven BMX tracks. California has more than 30, which is like the ultimate state to live in for BMX, where other states only have one. So I came back, I went to Ukipa, and the the announcer there, his name is Mike Miller, gotta give him a shout out too. All right, Mike Miller. Yeah, he said, (laughs) so I'm in the gate for this local race. And he says, oh, look who's joined us. The world famous (laughs) Donna Gatz and Pippi. Because, you know, Pippi has to be in part of this. So there's been this hashtag thing that we've been doing back and forth. And I thought, you know, I'm not world famous. You know, I'm 59 years old, 60 years old. And I've got this incredible (laughs) opportunity to race BMX. But we keep doing this world famous thing. So I started an album on Facebook, on my Facebook page. And it's called selfies with people who aren't quite as famous as me, but these people are are definitely more well-known than I am. So when I went to Houston earlier this year for a national, we had the uh, world champion Nick Kiemen there. So I got a selfie with the world champion. I got selfies with the the Japanese BMX elite team. I got selfies with all (laughs) these other people who are definitely more world famous than me. So it's, it's just been kind of a fun ride. Um, And it's, you know, (laughs) he's kind of doing the same thing that you are right now, like famous after worlds. It's like, nobody watches the old ladies ride, you know, (laughs) it's all about watching these elite people who are so much better than us, but we like to get out there anyways. And it's, it's a, it's a sport where you can just have fun with it. You can do what you want with it. And, but it is fun just seeing how much you can do and push your limits without, you know, I've got to get up to work the next day. So with yeah. keeping that in mind, and I was going to ask you, are you retired yet? No, no, I can never <laughs> retire Sylvia. Oh my God. I'm a teacher and I started my career late in life. So it's, uh, oh, it's you're a teacher. Well, at least yeah. you have the summer. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I'm talking with you at eight o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday. Well, <laughs> thank Saturday. you
0: very much. I much appreciate that. Yeah. I know you guys are out because yeah. my, my sister's in Florida, so they've been out yeah. like for like a month and my kids finished last week.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We finished kind of early. I think we finished like the middle of June, I guess. We go back in August. So yeah,
0: that's right. You go back much yeah. earlier, but that's Donna. Kind of my world.
2: Like, world is like the opportunity for me because it's, it's in August. And yeah. or, excuse me, it's in July, whereas it's u- as it's usually in May or August. So I'm thinking it's in July. I'm going to go, I, you know, and I was hoping I would qualify and I did. So it's kind of like my one opportunity to go to Worlds. And there are f- three other women who are 56 and over who are going also. They also qualified. So From we're the US like, wow. or
0: like, you know, in your category? In our category,
2: like- we have, because um, I'll be reading, I'll be racing 40, and over women's cruiser challenge. And we have Liz Jones, who's also going, we have Lisa Bell um, and myself. So we're 56 and over in that category. And then we have a woman who's 61, and she will be, uh, her name is Lori Masha, and she will be racing 25 and over in another category. So she's this 60 year old gal racing 25 and over over women. And, and we feel very fortunate to be in our position. You know, we this is our chance to represent our age demographic and mm-hmm. say, you know what? You don't have to just sit on yourself, you know, sit on your hiney and do nothing. This is what we've been able to accomplish and just have fun with it. So we're gonna go to France and have fun.
0: You know, I you know <laughs> what Donna, I have so many things to say to you. But as a six-year-old woman, like you have no idea how many women you are impacting by doing this. Because you might think that people are not watching you, but women so I'm 50 even like women who are 40 who are looking at getting back into cycling or like even trying BMS like with their kids you know like if and I want to say like if you can do it then why can't I try it and like it I might I probably will never ever get on a BMX but I'm on a bike already but I'm talking about like other women and for our listeners you know I uh, I, this this is just so inspirational and I love 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 hearing this because don't ever discount yourself as you know not being inspirational I mean I can't even imagine what your students think of you because holy mackerel like <laughs> wow, you're a teacher and you're racing you're going to France for worlds like who cares where you finish you just went exactly. there and and um and another thing is, I'm like, you need to start getting sponsors, like serious sponsors. Where are they?
2: Well, you know, you I'll tell you them? what though. Well, I'll <laughs> tell you what though. They, they want the young guns and I fully uh, aware of that. And that's, that's what yeah, happens. Yeah. I've never actively looked for sponsors anyways, because, you know, I am in a position with, you know, I have a good job mm-hmm. and I make a decent income and I no to get yourself to,
0: to France. Yeah.
2: yeah and, but I'll, but I'll tell you what though. It's It's been a wild ride simply because it's a male dominated sport and mountain biking was too and you know that you know everything where we have women everywhere that we have women who have managed to overcome like the girls gone riding Mm -hmm. wendy ingelberg when she saw that it was kind of like well you know it's men it's men it's men let's do something just for women Mm -hmm. and guys unless they are a kind of like a vetted supporter no guys on the, on these trails with these gals. When it's the gals ride? It's the gals ride. Don't bring your Mm -hmm. boyfriend. Don't bring your kids. You know, it's girls only. Yeah. It's that kind of fortitude. You know, she saw, she had a vision and she accomplished it above and beyond what, you know, you think is possible. And so when I joined BMX, you know, even when I first started out, I suddenly noticed I'm the only adult woman on this track right now. And so I was always racing the guys in the local races, which didn't bother me because that's what made me faster. Mm -hmm. But then um, we had some women and their kids were on there and then they got on the track too. And so now we have a pretty good group of women who have decided, you know, I want to get out there and try that. My kid is having so much fun. And so gradually we've got some women and now we actually have motos every week where we have just women, which, you know, four years ago was unheard of. Mm -hmm. And so and it's not just because of me, though, it's just because the women are kind of tired of sitting on the sidelines and watching their kids have all the fun. But when you're talking about a male dominated sport, sometimes that can be really intimidating to women. And you Mm -hmm. wonder, gosh, you know, they're doing that and I can't do that. Um, But, yeah, we have we have women out there. In fact, we have uh, one of the gals who joined us not too long ago. um, Eileen is in her 50s also. And some of the other women are in their 40s. So I'm not talking about just young moms. I'm talking about women who felt yeah. like never get on a bike. Mm-hmm. You know, I hardly know how to ride a regular bike, but yeah. So it's a lot of fun to see the women get out there. And our national groups are growing because of that. You know, local tracks are now having ladies only nights or ladies only clinics. And I think that really helps to support their um, they're they're feeling that I I want to try it but I'm not sure I should, you know. So it's it's been a real blast trying just seeing the women get out there and and realize hey if they can do it I can do it too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And it's it's kind of well I started road cycling racing in 2005, so it was very much small groups of women. Um, even like I have a women's cycling club, and that's where. You know, same as Girls Gone Riding, but ours is like a inclusive group and we have membership and everything. Um, we have 150 women and it's so many, like um, like seven so are like half are new. Um, <clears throat> and uh like 50 are new. So we got a lot of returns. Uh like our attention's good and um and it's just it's really empowering seeing women get better at um something that they're so new at and to you know break through that mindset of you know i'm not good enough like i'm not supposed to be here i'm not fit enough i'm like you know it's like you are you so deserve here first of all we've got five different fitness groups five i'm sure you fit into at least one of them and go have fun go have fun go socialize make new friends you know, learn how to ride your bike. You're gonna get faster. You're gonna move up these groups and you're gonna start thinking like you. You just go one thing, and then you're like, oh my God, I loving this. I'm gonna start looking at something else. And the same with gravel, you know, like trying to um, put together a gravel event for women. It's not going so well, but, um, but like, you know, it's one of those works in progress kind of thing. You know, start small. Because, you know, sometimes women just don't want to be in an event. You know, they just do want to ride the pump track and not compete. But uh, so let me ask you this. When you're in France, and not like you're going to Worlds. Like this is pretty epic. Uh, and you say you're, I don't know what category you said it was, but cruise, the cruise category. Um, now, if you get a good placing. Okay. How do you think that's going to change you when you come back? Like, just let's just imagine a second, Donna, you come back with like top three, one, two or three, how is that going to change you? Like, are you going to be motivated to now that you've had the experience in an international um, ring? Are you going to be motivated to come back and train and try and get there again? What do you think?
2: I can tell you the only thing that'll probably change is the plate on my bike. That's the national <laughs> number right now. If I were to place, it's um, if I were to place in the world, it would be a W plate. Um, oh. You know, when I came back from Grands and I had won Grands, it was kind of like there was a moment on the track where they recognized us and then you just move on, honestly. It didn't be yeah. in my head that long um, because that one is over and now you move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to, it's not going to change me. I think probably because, number one, I've, I did it. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's what the whole, any experience that I've had in my life, you know, I've tried rock climbing, I've tried beach volleyball, I've tried all these other things. It's not, yep, I could do that. Okay. Time to try something else. This is kind of in that same realm of experience where well, I've never done worlds. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And whether I make it through quarters or semis or into the final event, um, oh, right. it's just something where, you know, you have to work your way up, of course, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, It all comes down to depth of the the depth of competition as well. Yeah. So, you know, I know that if I make the main event, I will have a W plate because they give them out up to W eight. You know, W one to W eight. If I don't make it that far, then I can say I made it to semis, or I made it through quarters, or I was eliminated in the first round. But I went to Worlds. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Who cares? Because it's irrelevant what what happened there. I just went there. Yeah. Planning is really to eat my way through France till I get on the track ah! and eat my way back. <laughs> so,
0: That's so funny. Not,
2: it can't all be about BMX, you know because, no, I know, because I'm 60. You know, if I were 25 and go into Worlds, it would be totally different mindset.
0: Mm-hmm. Probably,
2: you know, because my future might depend on it. My scholarships might depend on it. My sponsors mm. depend on that placing. Whereas what if I get W1 and I'm 60? good job, Donna. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do then? Check out this. (laughs) Go to work. It's Friday. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's like, that's fabulous. I don't have any
2: monetary gain from it. So (laughs) for me, just being the age that I am and the experiences that I'm having, it's about, I did it and move on. You know, my kids, I have three kids. I was going to ask. They're they're in their thirties and forties. And they were Mm kind of like, BMX mom. Oh, I don't know. Because they've watched me go through the whole thing of bike touring on streets and mountain biking and yeah, but- motorcycles and stuff. And now they're kind of like, ooh, I'm safer, but I don't know. But they support me 100% too. It's kind of like, yeah, good for you. You won grant." Yeah, good for you. You go into world. Yeah, good for you. What's next?
0: <laughs> wow.
2: So, You're like, it's all kind of low key. you guys,
0: when you have kids, they're going to be BMXing with me. So you better <laughs> thank me later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been a blast though. It's, it's been, um, you know, I entirely recommend BMX, no matter what cycling you have, the women that have got on the track, finally, you know, the BMX moms, we call them, Uh they're kind of like, wow, I'm losing weight or wow, this is I can feel myself getting stronger. So it's about what it does for you personally Mm -hmm. and not so much about, I won, I won, I won because honestly I don't win that much. Um, but it's, it's about making a goal and seeing if you can do it. You know, make those small goals, and then move on to another one, and that's that's kind of where where I am right now. And I shouldn't say that Worlds is a small goal, but it's a it's an experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that we're all, um, including the women that that will be, I'll be there with. You know, we're going because it's just a blast to be mm-hmm. able to say I went to Worlds. You know, For I competed sure. against, up against Europeans and I survived and. <laughs> and we're just going to have, we have the opportunity.
0: There. How could you say no? Like, yeah. Honestly, there may never be another chance. Uh yeah.
2: again. Yeah. yeah. when it's in the US, um I think next year it's going to be in Glasgow, Scotland. Um <gasps> and then the year Ooh. after that it is going to be in the US. It'll be in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Or no. North de- North, North, North Carolina? Carolina. North Carolina. North Carolina. Carolina's <laughs> <laughs> one of the Carolinas on the east coast. Uh, yeah, it's on the east coast. But um yeah, even then I won't be able to go because it's during the school year. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, you look at your opportunities, take it when you can mm-hmm. and, and support the ones who are there, you know, when, when you, you can't make it. So, but yeah. That's amazing. Really I hope all of our listeners there. are
0: taking all this in.
2: And so, okay, so Donna,
0: where can everybody follow you? And uh, oh. because, um, you know, of course we're going to be wanting to follow you while you're in France yeah
2: i don't you know it's supposed to be live streamed but they have like a subscription thing for france so wait till afterwards and it'll be free on youtube i'm sure but uh, I am somebody will be somebody will be taping it yeah i i do post a little bit on instagram i'm on um it's not just a bike um oh on instagram. okay and uh that's all my cycling stuff you know if i do any mountain biking which hasn't been for a while but most of it's bmx <laughs>
0: you're too busy but, training for worlds <laughs>
2: I'm working my way through summer right now. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, so it's not just a bike. And then on Facebook, I'm a little bit more picky. Like my my Instagram one is public. You can just follow me. You don't have to request it. Facebook, I'm a little bit more private. Um, But, you know, if I haven't met you... I'm not going to okay the request because i don't know who you are or your intentions because i have so many friends who have trolls and i was like i just i'm not into that so oh, but, um, yeah i know yeah um, i'm a little bit more personal on facebook but yeah instagram excuse me instagram is just about uh cycling and right now it's the bmx trend that i'm doing and one of those things that if you don't like bmx don't follow me <laughs> so, yeah so yeah
0: so you said this is the trend do you have like an and like the next one, or is there you're you're stu- you're you're in
2: this one for a little bit? I'm gonna be in this for a little while, but I'll tell you what, I'm not a cold weather person. I am <laughs> in Southern California for a reason. But because I'm in Southern California, it also puts me in close proximity to mountains. And so when I was mountain biking and found Snow Summit, which is a fabulous bike park. Um, It's got the lifts and everything. You drop them off at the top and you go down the trails and stuff. And we also have a sky park at Santa's village, which is in it's near Lake Arrowhead. And these places are like just a couple hours away from me. Fabulous bike parks that are just the most fun. But of course, in the winter, it's for skiing and snowboarding. And I have been tempted so many times to just kind of snowboard. I am not a snow person. I do not like the cold. But I see my cousins and everyone going out and they're snowboarding. I'm thinking, oh my God, I have to try that. Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. going to happen within the next couple of years. Probably I'll get out there in the cold weather, you know, pack it up, take my truck yeah. out there and get on a snowboard. So that's the next, That's that'll be the next sport. If I
0: can give you any advice for snowboarding, get yourself a coach, not a coach, but like a, a just hire somebody to teach you. Yeah. Because if you're going to fall hard, it's going to be on a snowboard, like, cause I snowboard and I ski and I've been doing it for a long time. And I could just tell you when I got, when I transitioned from or changed up, I'm like, I'm going to be a snowboarder now. Um, I have never fallen so hard, but I was like 30 back then. So I like get some good instruction straight away. Okay. Don't, don't let your cousin take you. (laughs) Okay. Just go on your edges, heel, toe, heel, toe. No, no. Get yourself some good instruction or maybe even like a couple hours because it's totally worth it. You'll pick it up really quickly, but to avoid the face plant and the, you know, the, the hands down, like put, put wrist guards on. I'm not even kidding. Elbow pads, like you're, you'll fall hard. (laughs)
2: So basically wear all the armor that i'm wearing on the bmx track. yeah, yeah i wear the wrist guards i wear the elbows i have the back plate i've got the, the motorcycle yes bring thing. it all bring it all <laughs> so just transfer that over to snowboard thanks for the um, advice yeah i will yes. do
0: that yeah you're, if you're like i'll teach you way. no i'm gonna go go to see that instructor over there he's she's gonna teach me he's gonna t- i'll see you Maybe in about two hours
2: that was the plan it's kind of like don't let Uh-oh. your boyfriend teach you. Don't let you get somebody with objectivity. Cause they'll take you straight to the top
0: and then you'll <laughs> be like, uh, what do I do? You know, is this just like side to side, toe head. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> like
2: do it, do it safely. Right
0: Cause you truly don't want to birth, break anything <laughs> while snowboarding.
2: Yeah, I'm very true. <laughs> Let's not be lifted out, right? No.
0: So, oh my God, Donna, we wish you so much luck. So everybody you go follow her on Instagram um, and she'll be obviously putting her stories up there, I hope, and following her all the way to France and worlds. I am so excited that I met you. And um, so maybe we'll have her back here after. So she can tell us all about her great
2: experience.
0: (laughs) Would you come back, Donna?
2: Oh, absolutely. This has been a blast. I've never uh, done a, done a podcast before. So this is very, very cool experience. And I'm so glad to have met you because, you know, it just makes those networks bigger. And it's, it's, I can now tell my friends, Sylvia, you know, yeah. follow. Cause I've been, you know, I've watched several of your podcasts. I'm like, wow, that, really? Oh, you're really you. informative and talk with such a wide variety of people. And it's, you know, and that's what makes it interesting too. So I appreciate, and I'm so thankful that you asked me to to join your podcast. It's a real honor. Well, thanks. And that's, that's one of the things about my podcast is that bringing interesting
0: people, all things cycling to the forefront. And it's not just about technical stuff. It's about Finding people like you who are doing really cool things, who are inspiring to us. So thanks a lot, Donna, and thank you to all of our listeners. Make sure that you follow the podcast on Instagram at Seekers from the Saddle Podcast, or you can go follow uh, YouTube. That's where they all the these amazing videos end up, so you can actually see Donna in uh, in all her greatness and her bike, and uh, and also. We have a sign-up for our cycling newsletter so you don't miss an episode. So with that, have an amazing day, everybody. Take care and we'll see you on the next episode.
2: Bye Dada. Very cool. Thanks a lot. Have fun this afternoon.
0: Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I'm so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment, telling me what you think. And most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.